the potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Because <laughs> they raping everybody out here. Should, now, a, should a Jewish I baker think, be required to bake a I Nazi think wedding Muslim cake? Millionaires and billionaires. Yeah, how about that? It feels kind of like we're up the creek. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry. I'm the boss. That's how about right. that? And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Well, I'm not a crook. If we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Had your kids, had your wife. Whole binders full of, uh, of women. You just got to keep on paddling. You know, I got talking blood, man. Streaming stuff going on on the, the, on the, the internet. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. <laughs> Welcome to Up the Creek. So what have you been up to? I trimmed some trees. Getting ready to do a bunch of fence work here in the next week, a month, summer, whatever. Yeah. That's about it. What a... It's like uh What do you... Would you just, just cleaning it up or what? Or do you, you know, like... I have for a ca- cattle or yeah, yeah. Hope, well, hopefully that or just in general. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I got three spots in my back pasture that I need to put a new fence up. And the one area I'm going to do first has a lot of cedar trees. There's part of an old fence. That's all like, you know, the wires all loose and falling down. The T posts are bent and there's cedar mm-hmm. all through it. So I trimmed up and cut a bunch of the cedars so I can put some new fence in. I think somebody's fixing to buy that property. So I want to make sure I got my, my fence staked out. Oh, sure. I get you now. Yeah. I planted a bunch yeah. of other cedar trees about 10 feet away from the line or so. So privacy fence at some point. So, Oh, nice. Real nice. Our house is finally being framed. That's good. Yeah. So it's a uh, damn it cable yeah it's like finally we're starting to see some real progress i mean they got the uh floor joists in and everything got some walls built they're just laying down and stuff like that we drove by yesterday i was like oh thank god so i don't know just going by time like uh you know what it took everybody else think about three weeks or so it'll be fully framed then they'll start bringing in people and you know doing all kinds of like exterior work and interior work and then it's slowly starting to become you know look like a house i guess yeah, I'm so ready. So ready. I bet. How long have you guys been there now? Um, I think it's so in May, it'll be a year. So yeah, in May. So yeah, we were 18. February. When we were doing this place. Yeah, it's a long time. Wait, hold on. JJ. Hey, I said no talking. But you're talking. Well, I said no talking. Okay, you need to go. You're playing, and I, I said no, so go to your bedroom and watch Scooby-Doo in your bedroom. I know it's on HBO. You have that in your bedroom. You have, like, everything every kid could ever want. So go. God. anyway so i don't know there's that but uh so i think covid has finally collapsed like i don't think there's any coming back there's still going to be crazies out there that can't let it go but i think officially 
the narrative is toast, and I think most people don't really even think about it twice anymore. Yeah, I agree. Because um, he sent that thing earlier, and it was the uh, what the World Health Order was saying that it's responsible for the variants or whatever mm-hmm. the uh, vaccines were, which is. It's funny because it's collapsing, but there are so many people that, you know, they've made that their identity. Yes. The whole COVID thing. And, um, I'll, I, you know, I'll be on the old Twitter, Twitter world. Twitter's a fun place. And, uh, you know, just so many people, they just can't let it go. Like, it's what they made themselves into. Like, everything is vaccinations and masks and follow the science. And it's just nuts because you'll, you'll say, hey, like, the evidence is here. Like, you know, we were right. You guys are wrong. It's okay. And it sucks to be wrong. I get it. But, like. All this is coming out. The CDC has come out, you know, here like a month ago, month and a half ago, whatever, and was talking about it. And hey, the Omicron's actually a good variant because it's given everybody herd immunity. It's like nature's booster, you know, and blah, 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 blah. And but there's so many people, you got to go out and get vaccinated still and wear a mask. And it's like, no, you don't. Right. You don't. But you're these people are, I mean, it's it's nuts how they it's the only thing they know anymore. And I, you know, I think we we've said it before, but <clears throat> You know, COVID's given so many people like a voice, so many of these assholes a voice and stuff. And it's like, you know, they have this newfound power, just even like, the, you know, Joe Blow, who lives down the street, you know, before he was nobody. And now he's like this, you know, heroic COVID, you know, like you got to wear the mask and he calls people out. And it's like now he's going back to being who he was before, which is nobody. And that's that's hard for a lot of people. And so the Canadian truckers that are single handedly saving the world, how do you think that ends? Well, I just watched a little thing just uh, probably 20 minutes ago, and it was the Ottawa like police chief or whatever, and he was talking about how they're going to start shutting stuff down. And w- what he was saying was they were uh, they got people's like license plates. They got their uh, all this information on stuff basically to like it all, actually. So the, the someone tweeted and what it was talking about was like the idea of a digital ID system and why it's bad. And here is why. And all the stuff the police chief was saying, like, we're going to go after you guys. It's not we're going after you, you know, because you're committing any crimes. It's like we're going to go after you in like these, I don't know, really, I mean, disgustingly totalitarian ways of like, we're going to, you know, we got your insurance information and we got this and we got that. It's like, holy fuck. So I think it's going to like the only thing they can do is just straight up show their true colors and say, hey, we're bad. Right. I mean, well, and then the moment it, it, that, though, it just reinforces everything that the truckers are there for. And we're already exactly that same spirit replicated across the world, even in places like France and New Zealand, where it's, you know, way more hardcore than the U.S. So yeah, this, this could be a huge turning of the tide moment. Now it could still go very bad. Like mm-hmm. protests could get overwhelmed and crushed. And then there could be like a worldwide, everybody has a bullshit response and things get nasty really quick, but yeah, I don't know how they would get away with that again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's it's also interesting to see. So, I mean, if you well, if you get your news from the Internet, you can clearly see that the, this protest is the most peaceful thing. Yeah. I mean, they've done a really good job of organizing it. They've went through and like I, I've read another tweet. I said, like, they told everyone to get rid of anything like any any anything that can be like symbolical to white supremacy or anything like that, like throw away that stuff. Don't let the, anybody see that. Right. And they've done a really good job at that. But and then you you look on like the news news, the TV news, and you know it's like these harmful and like it's violent and it's like 
So right. you can always tell the people that get their get their news from like the TV or the people that get their news from the internet slash Twitter slash Facebook slash whatever. It's like, well, no, you can clearly see this like the most peaceful protest ever. It's not harmful. Nobody's getting hurt. The, the worst thing is the police are stealing the gas and the firewood and stuff. Then they're being forced to return it. Well, did you see everybody walking around with empty jerry cans in response to that? Everybody went yeah. out with jerry cans from Walmart so they don't know, you know what's what. Yeah. <coughs> That's fantastic. It's just kind of, it's interesting. Oh, go ahead. Jinx. Um, uh, <laughs> shit, I've lost my track of thought. Oh, um, so another one that stood out to me was, you know, the whole, so GoFundMe, and then GoFundMe was going to give the money to a bunch of other places. And then people freaked out. And so then they ended up GoFundMe refunded. Everybody took their money over to give Sim Go. And mm-hmm. the Canadian government, I, I don't know exactly how this works, but they basically froze the money. They didn't take it, but said it can't go anywhere pending, you know, court, whatever. Yeah. So knowing that it's a peaceful protest and they're not... Uh, destroying physical property. I mean, I, I understand. Yeah, you know, they're blocking highways and it's it's shutting down economy, which is kind of the point. You know, hence yeah. why they're against the mandates because that's what the mandates just did to people for the last two years. Uh, <clears throat> but then think about like all the BLM riots and mm-hmm. like that. You know, and bail funds supported by politicians and things where people who actually defaced property or caused physical harm to another person, you know, they'd get their misdemeanor charge and they just get bailed out the next day. So they're removing that capability from these truckers because even if like what you're saying, you know, they get your license plate and they slap you for some, you know, noise violation or, oh, mm-hmm. truck isn't quite up to code or, you know, taillights, you know, crap like that. And they start going for people. Um, they're going after the money because that, that was enough money in that account basically to, you know, get people in and out. And they don't want that, right? And they need it to be painful. So, yeah. It's just it's just funny because you said the Black Lives Matter thing. That's what I was going to say was, you know, we, we watched for a year like the places getting burnt down, looked like a war zone. Yeah. And like politicians were like blatantly like, oh, we're over. Yeah, we do. were killed. Yeah. And then these guys are just sitting in their trucks blocking the road. I mean, the worst is you can't go to, you know, the local grocery store and and buy some food. Well. One, we can unpack how you shouldn't be reliant on that. You should be a little more self-reliant. But like people are dying in one hand and politicians are, you know, hey, look, I gave a bunch of money bailing people out of jail. You know, your business is destroyed. Yet these people are the most peaceful thing of all time. And it's like, oh, my God, they're seizing their money or freezing their money and stuff. It's, you know, it's 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 wild. Like it just shows the true colors of all these freaking authoritarians. I mean, Trudeau's like the worst. And so speaking of that, we have the, uh, <coughs> some Durham news finally came out and it's been probably the biggest Durham story since all that Russia gate stuff got started where mm-hmm. Durham is basically claiming that he can prove in court at this point that the Hillary Clinton campaign paid a tech company to essentially frame the whole Trump Russia thing, right? Like make it look, and not only did they do that initially, they continued to spy on him, even when he moved into the White House, right? Through Trump Tower, another building we don't know of, and some healthcare provider, which I assume must have been a member of the Trump family's, you know, doctor or something like that, looking for dirt, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that being said, we know now, you know, and a lot of people have known it for a long time, but this is the first time there's been like, 
you know, no, it's not conspiracy. It's, you know, U.S. attorney legal stuff going to go in court. But that was all complete bullshit. And everybody knew it. And what you're left to think now is when you go down that trail is, wow, this is way more people than just, you know, Hillary and a couple people. This is CIA, NSA, DHS, people in cabinet who are all aware of this. And I got to think that's massive and something we could probably talk about a lot, but uh, all of these subjects so far lead us to Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. The grandest distraction of all of it. Yes. It probably I'd, I'd seen today that they were thinking they were going to invade next week. Well, think about it. I mean, this is just how my mind is thinking of it. Um, the Durham stuff comes out. You're not going to see a lick of that anywhere in any kind of legacy mainstream media. They're going to pretend that that never happened as much as they can. And then you've got all this trucker stuff going on that they can't do anything about because I'm sure at some point they'll send people in and start pushing people off the road as expected. But the scale of that is going to require a lot of force in the imagery of that. And this is why you don't see the Canadian stuff anywhere other than like, you know, Twitter, if you go looking for it, you're never going to see it on legacy media because the force they would have to use to kick all these people out is huge and terrifying, right? Which is part of the reason why these people are protesting in the first place. And so they can't win. And I think that that falls back to the Ukraine thing, right? Which is probably going to happen the week after Super Bowl Sunday because it's like the ultimate media smokescreen, right? Yeah. Well, it's like that uh, SpongeBob SquarePants meme, you know, and he's like old reliable, you know, he has like the little box out and it's like all else fails. Let's start a war, you know? And what's so awesome though now is that, uh, and, and I'm seeing this people on the left and people on the right, which is awesome. Even people that would disagree about COVID stuff. Uh, everybody's wise to that, that, that this war thing is like a tired old trope. Oh, poll numbers are in trouble. Better start a war. Right. And yeah. maybe 50 years ago, that was something, but today it's like, no, what the hell is this? Yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, I sent it to you guys. It was, uh, like a, a screen grab of, I don't know, some like a poll or something like that and had like different age groups. And like the the age group that was like really in favor of the any like kind of war with Ukraine was like sixty five plus. Right. Like, right. Fucking old boomers, like the people that are still they watch the TV news and that's all that there ever has been or all that there ever was, and that's like the epitome of you know statesmanly gentleman type discourse, and so that's all they know, mm-hmm. right? That's just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just like uh, for example, it was the. There's a CBS news poll and it said for ages 18 to 29, 29% were in support, 61 were not, 30 to 44, so our age group, 39 were in support and 55 were not. Right. Uh, 45 to 64, 44%, 55 were said stay out. And then 65 plus 61% were in favor and 39% said stay out. You know, and those people too also grew up in that era of. The Soviet Union Red Scare stuff, which, you know, in a way has kind of ended up through. The communists, I think, really have gotten a root in America. It's just not the Soviets. Right, 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 right. No, I've thought about that a lot. You know, a lot of these uh, old timers that are, you know, like they're so anti-Russia because of the Cold War. And they were just, and I don't want to say they were brainwashed because there was obviously, you know, like a a scare, at least of a, a potential of a nuclear war back then. But that's all they know, you know is that 
Russia's bad. USA is good. So no matter what, Russia's bad. USA is good. So if you know, if Ukraine's on the side of the USA and Russia's not, well, then there's only one thing we can do, and it is pro-war against Russia, which is not going to be pretty. If there's a Russia and China to get together against the United States and Ukraine, it's not good. I mean, well, I don't even think they would necessarily go against the U.S. per se. But on that note, if Russia did do it, which I'm not really totally convinced that they would, at least not to the level that our media is telling us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Russia goes into Ukraine, I think China takes Taiwan. They'll oh, absolutely prong that because then it's which one are you going to do? So that right. yeah, that digital noise. Do you hear that too? Is that why you took your headphone off? No, I was just uh, seeing if I th- I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I did hear something. Kind of a digital popping thing once in a while on my end. I don't know if it's something not up as good as it should Probably be. Probably the the FBI breaking in listening to our conversation. Well, speaking of that, did you see that the CIA has its own mass data collection program on American citizens? Yeah. That's nuts, man. Well, like the thing about the CIA one that was pointed out that I never really thought about is the NSA has no active capability in the sense that like they can take information, but the NSA doesn't have, you know, guys in black jeeps and black helicopters that can go do stuff with that. The CIA does. The CIA can, yeah. on its own, decide, oh, we don't like this guy. We're going to open up this whole can of worms, right? And that's yeah. more terrifying than anything Snowden revealed. You know it's probably happened, too. Oh, 100%. I mean, 100%. They get some chatter, you know, like a couple guys like us. Really, think about that. We're just a couple pro-freedom dudes who are tired of seeing the way things are ran, and we're vocal and political on the internet, you got a couple guys that are discussing this in a, in a, you know, a, a little group chat on uh, Signal, that old, you know, uh, messaging app that was supposed to be end-to-end user encrypted. But right, their CIA is like literally looking at it and be like, okay, these guys are a threat, and then they just come in with their fucking Blackhawks and stuff and swoop in and you know, suicide. They they all died by suicide. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's like the shit out of a fucking movie, but you know. Well, that's, that's how these communist culture revolutions always go, right? They have to identify all the people that are a threat to them and then take them out before they really get going. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder, <coughs> you know, there's some truth to the whole, I forget who said it or what text or what email, but part of January 6th was flush out all the crazies, right? Was was one of the goals they had. And to some extent, there's, there's a... You know that's a that's a war move, right? Because they're mm-hmm. acting before things get big to try to get all the people who might be the first ones to move in a genuine situation, right? So they've taken those that first tier of people off the battlefield, so to speak, right? Those people are now set aside, and that ups the threshold of bullshit they can get away with before the next group of people would potentially, you know, start paying attention to stuff and acting or whatever you want to say. Yeah, I think we're in the thick of it. I think it's all, you know, people are starting to kind of realize it, that there's a lot more, I think, going on than just incompetence or a little bit of malice. I think it's a lot. A lot of normies are starting to see things, you know. You see it all over social media. I mean, just about the COVID thing in general. Like, well, hey, you know, the vaccines don't quite work. Well, why'd they push it so much? And then well, what's going on with this? Oh, they really were spying on Donald Trump. I mean, 
I don't know. Well, think, I do think that. Think how fucked up everything would be if Trump didn't win in 2016. If they'd have handed Hillary and the globalists, you know, yeah, those four years, two Supreme Court justices, and then COVID. I mean, this that would have been oh. it. That was the nail in the coffin, right? But but he was never yeah. in there. And I, I didn't even vote for Trump 2016. No, so, neither did I. It's, it's not probably. like worshiping the guy, but no. shit, did we dodge an even bigger bullet? Yeah. I mean, we'd probably still be having this conversation a little bit differently, but the thing is like so many normies would not be having the conversation. So by him becoming president, it really, really, really did help open up. We've said it dozens of times, you know, it really shows the true colors of the left. That was the greatest thing that Trump did in his presidency. You know, and I'm not a fan of the the idea of Trump before. I think they'd be better off with somebody like DeSantis or absolutely no um maybe the libertarian somebody good or somebody like Rand paul run i don't know but if all this durham stuff keeps coming and goes the way that it's looking like going i don't know that trump doesn't run in 2024 and i don't know he wouldn't just dominate because if he has that right that they can prove that yeah the entirety of the u.s government was out to get this guy oh man i think he's a runaway at that point oh absolutely i mean this if well Something has to happen. Somebody has to get arrested, but this is going to help his campaign so much. I mean, he's well, and, and now that the uh, the Russiagate stuff looks like it's going to start dying in a big way. Does that make people reevaluate the 2020 election claims? Oh, right. you know, I did. I hadn't thought about that. I've, yeah, it was bullshit, right? And it took four or five years or whatever to really for officially to have the arms reached around that well what about the election if they were willing to go this far and risk this much right and so mm-hmm. many agencies involved who's to say they didn't do some of this other stuff you know and right. then what does that say about 2022 right if this cabal of people feels like they're losing power and the same old bag of tricks isn't going to work well, what's the, what are they going to yeah. do I, it's going to be crazy, I think. You know, almost sometimes I think the empire is going to crumble. And I don't know, maybe kind of the empire kind of has to crumble a little bit yeah. for people to really see like what's been going on for really probably for the last, I don't know, about 80 years or so, 100 years. But then I hear about stuff like this and it does give me hope. I mean, I know for sure that there's going to be some sort of war with Ukraine because these people can't just be like, oh, we fucked up on COVID and we're sorry and we made a big mistake. Right. And, you know, if the COVID thing's huge, well, what better way to start the war? But I don't know. It's it, it does give me a little bit of hope that people are starting to really see through the bullshit. And I see like a poll like that coming from someone like CBS, which is, I don't know, it's I, I, I wonder how accurate that is because the people that actively were for the war they're the ones who are watching cbs you know yeah, 65 I, I just don't know how anybody who even casually looks into the ukraine thing can think that it has anything to do with us even if you did sympathize with the ukrainians mm-hmm. one thing is and i think i might have sent you guys this today was a, a an article it was in time of all places and it wasn't really trying to promote what i was about to say but it's kind of one of those things where when you read it it's like well this is what you're telling me so, 
the opposition party in Ukraine is, I don't want to say pro-Russian, but they're more or less on that side of the fence. It's the second mm-hmm. political party in Ukraine. Millions of people voted for it. And percentage-wise, it's really not very far behind the ruling party, which has Zelensky and those guys in it, right? So right off the bat, the Ukrainian government is not like some united front against the issues that are going on in East Ukraine. Aside from that, uh, it's not even... I, I, it, it's just confusing. So the people we're back in Ukraine are in some cases literal sons and grandsons of actual full-blown Nazis, right? And they hate Soviets. And some of that is, is strange in and of itself, but at the same time, it's not as if the Ukrainian, you know, quote-unquote democracy isn't some cesspool ruled by oligarchs in the same way that the rest of the shitty parts of East Europe are. So it's not like we're in there fighting for, let's say, well, shit, it's getting kind of hard to say because I don't know that there's a lot of freedom places left in the world. But yeah, it's not like we're we're saving some symbol of democracy. I mean, it's it's another corrupt no, place yeah. where 51% of the people want to club the other 49% over the head, and that's what they're doing. Our media is promoting that. Our media happens to also be aligned with people who are genuine Nazis, mind you. We're not talking about the douchebag college kid skinhead in America that's going to grow up poor and meth addicted. I mean, these are like hardcore to the bone right. of the Waffen SS over there. And what are you... What are we actually trying to do? And I wonder how much of that you have to chalk up to the grand distraction part of it, or what did the Bidens and the Americans and whoever else that's part of this group have going on in Ukraine that they need to bury? That To me, I think that's what it really is. I mean, there's... it's We got to hide a lot of shit. There was a lot of dirty, shady business deals going on over there with Hunter and... Mr. Joe and, uh, you know, hey, we've got to have these guys back when they're our allies and not really, but only because the we got a handful of people in the United States, you know, that were doing dirty, shady shit. It's uh, and Russia's not like perfect by any means. I'm not going to say we're like should be giant allies of Russia. I think they've figured out a lot of shit and they've grown a lot from those old Soviet Russia, but there's still a lot of crazy stuff that goes on over there. But Ukraine's not any better. We should just stay the fuck out of it. You know, isn't that a crazy concept? Right. Well, it's 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 another clear case too. Is and I, you know, you'd have to. <clears throat> Trump is the only politician to really say this loudly in the last forever. That where's Europe? If NATO exists to to defeat this boogeyman, where's mm-hmm. where's the Europeans? Why should America go stick its neck out in Ukraine when the Germans aren't willing to do it? Or the French aren't willing to do it because they're not, right? So what what are we doing over there? And that's before you even ask the question of, look how fucked up our southern border is. Now, it doesn't even matter what side of that argument you're on, whether you're somebody who wants to build the wall and shut it down or whether you're somebody who thinks we should have more of an open border. The point is, we don't have either of those things right now. We're in some bullshit thing in the middle where... A political party gets to let in who they want and then deny others. And there's half of a wall over here and not half of a wall over here. But conveniently, the places where we're letting all the people in are places where we want the political demographics to change if you're the current party in power. So it's fucked up. And so all that being said, even if you were 
I'm more of a wall guy, but if you're a no wall guy, it's the same argument. It's like, why the hell are we focusing anything on whatever the hell Ukraine's got going on and not paying attention to ours? What well, we got to clean it. Yeah, clean our own room. Yeah. What is a defense budget? We we always say that, and it's the biggest expenditure the government makes every year. What are we defending? It's not our borders. Right. Right. We should stop calling it a defense budget because <laughs> we're not doing shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's some money to be made too. There's always money in war. So, you know, we haven't even, Martin. haven't even talked about inflation yet. You know, like the whole kind of oh. economic shit that might be fixing to hit the fan in a big way. You know, it's just, oh, man, I need to like in. Uh, so if you have a pile of cash today, right. In nine years at the current rate of inflation, like assuming it didn't change, which is probably going to get worse you would lose half the value of your money. So if you had $1,000 today, in nine years, it would be worth $500. You know, present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's insane. I mean, that's... Speaking like, of- think, think of a family that makes 200000 a year household. You've, you've now knocked them down to a $100,000 household, which is life-changing, right? I mean, that's a yeah. that's a standard. And if you take somebody who makes 100000 and now you've knocked them down to 50000 you just went from having a you know, starter home in a nice suburb to trailer, right? Yeah. That's that's huge. And that, that's only in a decade, right? Your kids will still be little kids. It You know, it, it just, it's mind boggling. Yeah. Uh, I just sent you a video on, see if you can pull it up and like do the screen share thing about inflation. And Nancy Pelosi is being interviewed on, I don't know, I forget one of these news outlets, uh, CBS News. It's uh oh, it's fantastic. Because remember, this woman is, you know, she's in a very prominent position. Here we go. This is so bad. Loading. All right. It's a TikTok for the folks that are. You know what's funny is TikTok's grown so much in the United States. I feel like so many old people send me TikTok videos now. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I mean, even some of the stuff that I follow on Twitter or go, uh-huh. go is like, it's just reposts from TikTok. It's yeah, like, it is. On like <laughs> Facebook or something, and everything was just, oh, they're just linking me to a Twitter. Now it's like everybody's just linking you to TikTok. That's exactly true. That is exactly true. Oh, man. Come on, load. Uh, you know, I think the, one of the reasons TikTok works is it, it's playing on that attention span thing, right? They're, they're showing you something new. It's the same reason why like, on a mainstream news platform, if you, if you notice, and they talk about this in some school classes, they give you a new story or a new starting point. It's like every seven minutes. Stay on something before they they reintroduce it and start over, or they move on to the next thing, and it's it's the it's the attention span thing, the keeping you engaged, and so oh, no, yeah, is the epitome of that. And not only are they keeping you engaged by keeping the flashy lights changing, they have also pared that down to the type of content that you like. To where mm-hmm. if you 
a certain type of conspiracy, it, it just kind of slowly increases you down that rabbit hole in a way that keeps you engaged. So yeah. they, TikTok has mastered that. And when you think that that's, you know, Chinese company, that's, I don't know, there's a lot of psychological insights there that are. Oh, no. I, yeah, you're right. Really Appreciate it as much as they should be. It's so easy to watch a 15 second TikTok, you know? I know so many people that just think that they don't, people don't read enough anymore. And I don't know, like, uh, you know, and, and I read Twitter and shit, but like, and, and Twitter's not a great place to, you know, get your news either, but it's better than TikTok. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in reading is different because it requires you to, it's an extra layer of attention that you have to do. Whereas a video oh. is just kind of it's spooned into you it's you know probably right. the same argument that people had when it was people who were melting their mind sitting in front of the tv you know mm-hmm. so i don't know there's there's goods and bads I, you know one thing that i thought the other day is uh you know every, everybody's at home doing something and, and you might be on your phone and my wife might be on her phone and then your kid's on you know the nintendo or the tablet or whatever man you're not even it's it's worse in in some ways than um, TV because it used to be even back in the day like you know there's something on TV we're all gonna sit down and watch this nature show that's on at seven you know or whatever it was and that's even getting kind of rare because everybody is so able to just do whatever they individually want. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know why it's not loading. Let me click refresh. But you know what you can do. Uh, you can do nowadays. Is you could, maybe this will work. Man, it's great too because you're just like this old bag, and she's running again. You know, you but, know. Uh, I always wondered, like somebody as old as she is runs again. Is there some degree of that that is because they're worried about who's behind her, like? Because I gotta think that in her area, she's San Francisco, I believe. It's not mm-hmm. deep state Nancy Pelosi. It's gonna be some fringe AOC type, right? And even though you would think those two people are in the same party, they're not. No, right? no, you're right. They're yeah. opposed to each other. And as fun as it is, to dunk on AOC, which is a very noble cause that everybody should do. She's more of a. I think wild card in the sense that she might be enough that she stumbles onto the right problem once in a while. And that's completely different than someone like Nancy Pelosi, whose entire prerogative is to, you know, smoke in mirrors and dance around the important issues. Yeah. Plus who's to say that they don't get somebody crazy enough in San Francisco that they can't control. Right. It'd just be some crazy lefty that goes out there and makes tons of headlines and lots of waves and gets on a committee because they're in a big district or whatever. Well, you know, there's something to that, actually, because I, I kind of see that again in that poll that I've brought up a couple of times. You know, the 65 and older are for, you know, Nancy Pelosi are for a war with Ukraine or war with Russia. Sorry. Um, but younger are not like the younger people. They're really like like there's a lot of. I mean, there's people like us. There's also the complete opposite, but they're not these establishment folks, you know. So there, there's something there. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I 
you know, if, if the elections aren't bullshit, the writing on the wall seems to say that the Republicans are going to take both houses pretty handily. Man, I don't know how they can. Like, if they don't, then they have to do the absolute worst campaign job. Because at this point, you don't even have to really do anything, you know? Well, and they, they probably have to- will do the worst campaign job. And then the other one that I would have to think about is the other part of the equation here is demographics. Some areas, just you're never going to win. It's just not going to happen. Sure. Um, so how far along on that way of looking at things are we you know are, are we how far are we from the point of no return you know when you when you think about things like that and how far this you know woke cancer has spread right yeah it's gonna be i don't know every election is always the most interesting one ever but uh the youth right like i think our generation typically framed as being these terrible liberals and um some of that is true, but I think a lot of that is also not true. I, I do notice a big libertarian streak in a lot of them. Even some of the ones I talked to mm-hmm. were more kind of apolitical, where they they kind of default to the lefty thing in conversation, but yeah, they can always kind of claw back to the libertarian thing. And I wonder if part of that is our exposure to media. You're not limited to this this sort of trope, and th- there will be growing pains. It might take a whole generation to to kind of get through that, but I don't know. It's not all, you know, I think there's a lot of people that would say fighting a war in Ukraine is stupid and Hillary Clinton should be in prison, but I also want my student debt forgiven and I want health care. I, I think there's probably a there's lot a, that are like that. A ton of people. Yeah, yeah. Well, hell, you just go to the Twitter Twitter world. and I mean, there's in comments, people are like, you know, Joe Biden. I follow Joe Biden because I want to see what the idiot posts. Yeah. And uh like you'll say something and then you always go to the comments and always people are like, well, when are you going to forgive student debt? And hey, off topic real quick, I sent that video to you. I just went to downloaded it. I sent okay. it to you so you might just get an actual video and you can play it from your cool. text message app. But um, yeah, there's always somebody who is always, you know, like, are you going to forgive student debt? Yada, yada, yada. And it's like, dude, give it up. Like one, I mean, I don't know. I just, the student debt thing is ridiculous. Like you chose to go down that career path and you know, something, I think it was Dave Smith who was saying it was, if it wasn't for the, you know, government guarantees student loans. Right. Um, so if it wasn't for the government guaranteeing those banks actually had, you know, there's some sort of gamble, like, are you going to give this person a loan or not? I mean, then they, they wouldn't be giving loans out to people that are getting degrees in, you know, gender studies. Yes. Because there's no payoff. Like, you're not going to get a job. The bank's not going to get their money back, but the government guaranteed to, to give you the money. So they're like, eh, fuck it. I don't care. So if you got rid of that, I mean, geez, you'd probably be a lot better off. So once again, the government has fucked things up. Yep, here we go. In the highest in 40 years right now, costing the average American family about $275 a month. What can Congress do right now to bring those costs down? Well, what, let me just talk about the inflation thing because people are saying, well, what we're spending is causing inflation. The fact that people have jobs always contributes to increase in inflation, and that's a good thing. What but inflation fuck? is not a good You know, we have to contain it. wages are not keeping up with prices. That's right. And, and uh, let me just say about um, what Congress has been doing. When we did uh, the, um, the 
compete to act less. What contributes to inflation? People, more people having jobs, scarcity of product, which, which makes the prices go up, and the rest. So when we passed the Compete to Act last Friday, this was a giant step forward. Now we have to go to conference with the Senate, and we will shortly, and we'll send it to the President's desk. But what that does is address the supply chain shortages that we have, and therefore will decrease inflation. Secondly, it's important to note this about the BBB. The BBB is a deficit reduction bill. It's a bill that, and some people say, when you increase the national debt, you increase inflation. 17 Nobel laureates uh, vote that the, the way the BBB was written with long-term investments and increasing the capacity of people to participate in our, our success is non-inflationary. In addition to that, the tax, uh, the Joint Tax Committee, which is the imprimatur on all these issues, the Joint Tax Committee says that BBB will reduce the national debt by $100 billion in the first 10 years and a trillion dollars in the second 10 years. So what we are doing is, what are the three facts? More people going to work, that's a good thing. I thought that caused inflation. More products. Yeah. Uh, you know, the supply side, of the supply, more supply, lower cost, and then third, and third in terms of, of not increasing the national debt. We need age limits on people being senator. <laughs> we, we, we really, really do. But one thing I would like to say is she was talking about how, one, I don't buy anything she says about how the, the Build Back Better plan, which for the people listening, BBB was Build Back Better. Well, um, she's cost zero. And now when they talk about it, they'll straight up tell you that it's going to raise taxes on people, but only the people who make, you know, 400000 a year and more than a bunch of right. other people has nothing to do with income. Yeah, and right. But she says, like, it'll in the next 10 years, it'll, it'll, you know, save a billion dollars. But with inflation, the way it's going, a billion dollars is not that much money. I mean, a billion dollars is going to be like 100 grand, <laughs> you know, and in, 10, in the next 10 years, so 20 years from now, you know, a, a trillion dollars. Well, a trillion dollars is going to be like a million. One so, thing I liked in there, too, is when she said, you know, people having jobs creates inflation. Um, no. And. <laughs> Is that, that example, it demonstrates the problem with printing money, right? Is because yeah. when you print all this money, the people who get the initial use of that, they get the full present day value of that. So when they bail out banks or, you know, the government prints up a bunch of money and then gives it to their pals, those people who get that first, they win, right? And so the people way down mm -hmm. at the bottom, you and I, you know, who work for a wage, that money doesn't reach us until it's been through all the other hands. And at that point, it's, you know, in effect, kind of worthless, right? That's the inflated value because now everything is flooded. And so by the time it reaches the wage earner, it's, you know, the kind of, it's negative, right? So Yeah, it's worth nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, they, they treat people like they're retarded. And, and to people, I don't know how normal people can look at and not see that, man, that's a person just talking down to you like you're a moron who can't understand a basic supply and demand, which is like something that in all honesty, if you sat down with a third grader, they'd probably figure it out. Right. It's just, and that's why I said she's in a very prominent role, you know, in our government. And that was ridiculous. It's, 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 it's you're just trying to like, you know, actually comprehend what she's saying. It's just not mind boggling. Only, it's like, not what the even, fuck? She couldn't even enunciate her own lie. Because she's right. so yeah. up in the mind that she's. Uh, 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 yeah. It just. He asked me a hard question. You can't even lie with a smooth voice. You know, you can't even make it sound good. It just the whole right. thing. Which yeah. is you know kind of a blessing in disguise, but sad. Yeah. Hey, hold on real quick.
I gotta pee. All right. Give me, give me like a minute. So I just want to add that I saw a <clears throat> the new rumor, and this wouldn't surprise me because the other provinces in Canada, Alberta and Saskatchewan, whatever, have done it. Um, Ontario is expected to lift all COVID restrictions by March 31st, which is interesting because, you know, obviously they won't do it now because that would be tacit admission that the truckers are getting what they want. So they have to move it a significant distance away. That way they can still claim, well, we followed the science and shit. Right. And, uh, no, that's not true. But then the other one, if you're the truckers, is, well, this is a bluff. Because they've done this shit for the last two years. Right. Well, we're going to let something up. But, oh, you know what? There's another wave and another spike. So back into the ball and chain we go. Sorry, guys. We really want to do, you know, do it good for you guys. But we can't. <laughs> we'll record one later, okay? After this, all right? Me and you, okay? Okay. Do what, buddy? Okay. <laughs> Me and JJ will have to record a podcast later. <laughs> it is, it's, it's so funny because he, like, loves doing this. Anyways. No, it, it's exactly so. The truckers need to hold out. Stay strong, you know. Do it. Do it for the do it for the world, guys. Right. Everybody's looking at you. Uh, one thing I wanted to bring up: education stuff. So, damn it, I can't remember his name on Twitter. I follow him. Um, well, it's, it's Corey DeAngelis. Yeah, you know yeah. that. Okay, so he's always posting stuff about uh, um, you know, education and stuff like that, and school choice, and you know fun students not systems blah 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 but uh so this is real kind of local to us so the olathe uh you know teachers union in olathe it's based out of olathe sorry uh teachers union for kansas a re this is a tweet from them it says a recap of all the action in the kansas leg this past week and a preview for the week of february 14 2022 
Please consider contacting representatives and encouraging other friends of our neighborhood schools to oppose current transparency bills. So they are actively telling you, contact your, your, your state legislatures and, and tell them to oppose education transparency bills. Because we as parents should not know what teachers are teaching our kids. Yeah. You know, that's, it's another, I, so I read something similar uh, the other day. I don't think it was a necessarily a Kansas thing, but there was a bill that would, uh, along the same lines of, of transparency. And the argument that the teachers union had was that, well, if this is going to limit what the teacher can do and say in the classroom, this is an infringement on the teacher's, you know, first amendment right to free speech. And it was like, that's not the agreement of you being a teacher. The agreement is that you educate my kid in these specific subjects to this certain degree, not that you yeah. just say whatever you want. I'm the parent. I'm in control of the situation. And that's really a fantastic highlight of the problem with public education because yeah. public education is owned by the state. Now, if this was all private, it's like any other business interaction, right? So like you're having a house built right now. So if you go over there and you see that they used a bunch of, you know, shitty two by fours or like, you know, they put some duct tape on the PVC pipe instead of gluing it together or something like that. You're within your rights to say, no, 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 no. Fuck you, buddy. I'm the one paying for this. And the agreed on contract was that you're not going to do bullshit like this. Right. So you have to rip it out now and replace it the way that I want. And if you don't satisfy me, then you will soon find yourself out of a job and no more money will come your way. But with public education, the relationship is completely different. It doesn't work like that, right? They they hide behind this veneer of, of authority and government. And then that's what enables things like this, where you can't just demand that your school or your teachers be transparent with what they're teaching in the classroom or, or what they're saying in certain settings and things like that. It it all has to... It's just bullshit, man. I don't know how people can't like see that. Yeah. This is really well, fun. It boils down to critical race theory yeah they they're trying to teach it they want to teach it they know that it's popular even with i mean because you you know so i know like three people at my job that are democrats and they vote Mm -hmm. but they are probably the rare center left type democrat that even they're like no this is bullshit this stuff yeah and i think a lot of the teachers unions because it for whatever reason that's one of those professions that seems to attract the crazies in droves. Um, they know that if that gets out, not only is it unpopular with a lot of the people in red states like Kansas, but it's unpopular with just a lot of people in general because it's bullshit. And it doesn't contribute anything to reading and math and science and a better outcome. It's entirely just grooming victim culture in a way to be outraged about the world without necessarily having to even understand any specific issue. Right. I, I actually don't mind that these teachers unions are tweeting this kind of stuff because once again, it's just showing true colors out in the open because if they were smart, they would name it something different than current transparency bills. But like any normie is going to see that and say, well, hold on. You don't want me to know what, what they're teaching my kids. I'm not, I'm, I'm not supposed to be okay with that. I'm supposed to just ignore it. Like just trust the teachers, the heroic teachers, just trust them. Well, no, I should, I should have an idea. Even your normally p- people that have that g- don't get involved in politics at well, all. Even, even think about where you and I work, right? And this doesn't even have anything to do with politics. Is there's audits and things that that come through all the time. You know, there's pretty mm-hmm. rigorous processes to ensure that complete bullshit is not going on at any given time, because 
if you know there's some sort of systemic failure in the way that you or I go about doing things, the end result in the final product could be catastrophic, right? It'd be a disaster. So yeah. there's like these check type systems in place. What well, doesn't exist for public education? Right? They go in there and they right. can do whatever they want as long as they can pass this arbitrary state test with, you know, a B. Nobody ever asks any questions. But getting yeah. of the B in that specific subject is completely detached from all the other bullshit that we're concerned about. And that's something that any other business would never get away from. Like, you wouldn't go to a bakery and let's just say that they do make a cake that tastes good, right? But what you don't know is that they pee in all the the dough and the batter that they make instead of adding water, right? Yeah. So that might not even be something, that, you know, this is a really disgusting example, and hopefully I'm wrong. You might never <laughs> eat in the final product, right, if they throw enough bullshit in there. But if you sure. knew that they were pissing in all the dough, would you eat it? No. Right. No, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... That's what we're seeing with education is they can sort of wing it and reach this low threshold, but what they're really doing is is warping the the thought patterns and the in the the ability to reason and ironically enough think critically about issues um in a in a reasonable way mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know we'll we'll see we'll see what comes of all this shit, but oh. A lot's been happening. I mean, we're about to go to war. COVID's over. You shouldn't know what your kids are being taught in school. Wild times. And Joe Rogan is a racist piece of shit. You right. know, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, so, you know, the whole the Rogan thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that came out right after the uh, Jen Psaki, uh, the press secretary, she said to uh, she was doing one of her little press, you know, releases, whatever the fuck. And right. um, she was like, if Spotify doesn't handle this, we will. And then like the very next day, this giant fucking political smear came out against Joe Rogan. Well, it was a hippie. So I don't, we shared that article in the group. Um, uh, I forget the guy, but yeah, he tracked it down to a, I want to say uh, Politica might be a name, but yeah, yeah it's Patriot. Patriot takes or whatever, yeah. Yeah, Patriot takes and then media touch. Yeah, it's yeah, a media professional hit job from a Democrat yep. super PAC, which is one of those you know yep. dark money funds where they're not technically giving it to the candidate, so it doesn't ever have to be reported. But you know they can throw billions of dollars into this thing and do whatever they want. Oh yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, for the listeners that don't know what we're talking about, there's a there's a super PAC called uh, Media Touch, and it's ran by three brothers, and they're all ex uh, tech techie guys, you know, so they end up making the video and there's a, there's a Twitter account called Patriot takes media touch partner with Patriot takes. They made the video media touch, made the video. They get, they gave it to Patriot takes Patriot takes released the video and the video anybody could have made. It just taken a lot of research and it was, it was way out of context. Not that I think that anybody should be running around saying the N word. Although I do find it ridiculous why you can't say it in context. Like, you know, this guy called this guy, the N word, you know, but if you say it, you know, as a white guy, then, oh, my God, you're a racist piece of shit. And it's like, well, I actually didn't call anybody that. I was just saying, you know, what they said. But I guess now in 2022, no one can say that at all if you're any person other than color. Although Mexicans can say it. And like, I know, well, our old old buddy, uh, Naresh, he, he said it all the time. I mean, he's low hanging fruit for sort of this, you know, leftist language domination. Right. Yeah. 
they can pick on that one because it's easy and not many people will go against them. And then they amplify that to the next thing, right? Then it's going to be, well, like you saw in Canada, which is what got Jordan Peterson's whole thing started was pronouns, right? They, they just slowly move it to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. I think I kind of went on a tangent there, but the whole point of that was just Media Touch is a super PAC, and they're partnered with Patriot Takes, and they re- released a video of Joe Rogan saying, you know, the N-word a bunch of times, and it was it was ridiculous. But it, that came out right after Jen Psaki said, we're going to figure out how to, you know, stop the spread of misinformation. We'll do it as... It's like, really? What are you going to do? Like, this is what you meant? I mean, what's funny, because Joe Rogan's kind of one of the guys that are uncancelable. He's not going to be faced by this. Now, him going and apologizing, I don't know. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I mean, he's his own no, man. I, he I, I heard, he wants. read a, an interesting take on that that I actually kind of liked was, yes, in some sense, you should never apologize to the mob because you give an inch, they take a mile. That's what this yeah. whole thing is designed to do is erode away at stuff. But somebody with kind of, at least in this sphere of things, with genuine power and ability, like Joe Rogan, he can give a sincere apology and then not give a shit about any of that because they can't touch him. So if he goes out there and does it and it is something that is actually coming from him, which every indicator that I have had or that I've ever heard is that the guy's actually a pretty sincere dude. So if he's out there and he's like, you know what? I do actually feel bad for this. And I did quit saying this, you know, years and years and years ago because it is bullshit. And that's why I had Spotify take all these episodes off. And that's why I'm making this video. The end. He doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks if they like, right. they're taking the mile, but they're not because they can't, they're not going to get him, right? At least yeah. not unless they're not going to get Rogan, they're going to get Spotify. And I think even they know that if they go get Spotify, it's just going to be the same as the Canadian trucker thing. It's going to turn into 10 times the deal that it is now. I was listening yeah. to uh, um, a little bit of one of Dave Smith's latest on his part of the problem pod. You know, he was on Rogan recently. I haven't listened to that one, but anyway, he was saying that you know, I, I did Rogan before the Spotify thing, and I was like, wow, I'm glad I got one in before he went to Spotify, because he was thinking probably what a lot of people were thinking was like, oh, man, he's not going to be on, you know, Apple Podcasts or whatever, not on YouTube. It's going to be, I'm going to have to go download another app, and, and you know, just for this one yeah. podcast that I want, yada, 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 it's going to be the it for the listenership. Not true at all. It has, like, skyrocketed since he, yeah. like, dragged yeah. everybody to Spotify with him, and then some. Yeah. And, uh... Now that all this stuff is going on, the listener stuff to Joe Rogan, and some of it might be hate follows, but it's just exploded even more. So there's really no financial interest now for Spotify to take this guy off because it has worked out in their favor, right? He really has brought all these other people to Spotify. And I got to think a good percentage of them are paying the, you know, 10 bucks a month or whatever it is for music. No ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... What are they going to do if they do get rid of them? I mean, because the thing is, yeah. even though it would be, you know, not ideal, but the dude has enough money. He could just go do, I'm going to call it Rogify and host my own damn podcast and charge people a buck a well, month. You know what I mean? And and that's the thing, too, is with this whole Spotify cancel thing is it just shows the boomer mentality of most people do not understand how podcasting works. Right. Because there's a bazillion and one hosts out there. So even if he does, if Spotify decides to drop him, like so many people think that Spotify has given Rogan a voice, almost like Brian, Brian Stetler and like CNN, like actually, no, not at all. That's not how this works. Rogan was around way before Spotify and was very big. Yeah, he's grown since Spotify. I'll give him that. But 
he was still freaking massive and he could just switch over to another host and be back up and running on in, within a day. I mean, you know, all these, cause the guy's not an idiot and he, you know, he, he all of his episodes, he definitely probably keeps them in a, in a storage. I mean, he doesn't just let Spotify take ownership of everything he has and be like, oh, no, I can't ever get my old episodes back. No, he has that shit downloaded on external hard drives fucking sitting in his office. But it's just like podcasting works by like us. You know, we we record. It's not like Red Circle, our host that we use, gives us a voice. We could just switch to another host tomorrow and be up and running again right. on every major podcasting platform. And then if you're not like the way it works for the listeners that don't understand, and it kind of drives me nuts that people I don't know. Podcasting so much different than other media. Like the we, main we, thing Red Circle does for us is rather than us having to go manually put in, okay, upload this podcast to Apple, upload it to Spotify. Yeah, it yeah, to- it just does it for us. Red Circle does that for us. That's yeah, it. But the, there's still plenty of places, these smaller podcasting platforms that Red Circle doesn't just automatically distribute to. So I've had to go in, or you've had to go in, and we've just manually input the stuff so we can be on those platforms. So it's he would just do that. And then let's say a podcasting platform does, let's say Apple podcast is like, no, we're not going to host him. Well, the thing is these podcasting platforms, not only are they platforms for podcasts, but they're also media players. It's because, and I've done this before with podcasts that were like exclusive to a uh, uh, Patreon or something like that. Well, then you just, he releases his own. If you're, if you're just one person that really likes the way Apple podcasts and the UI and everything and how it works, well, he would just release his own RSS feed and you would just go, copy and paste it and paste it in apple podcast then you can go listen to it on apple podcast and it, it updates just like it could like i'll outlook the 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 mail you know your uh, email it works as an rss feed right know? the 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 host in this case is is more like a search engine right 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 so it's just kind of funny how these these boomer like cancel spotify you know has got to cancel rogan because it'll just shut them down it's like well that's not how it works you can you can think that all you want but he's still just going to keep well, because having episodes like normal, the only thing they have to compare it to is like so. Uh, I can't remember his name, Don Imus, I think, radio host got in trouble. His he made the nappy headed hose comment years and years and years ago about like a college basketball. He he got booted off of uh, I don't know what radio network it was, but I think that's probably what they think, right? That it's yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's Fox Sports Radio, and they have yeah. a host, and this host got in trouble. So now they're going to get rid of him and put somebody else in his time slot, and it's right. like not how this works this is just like the forever it's like music right there's 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 so many songs out there that like you would never even know exist from non-main i mean even on apple music let alone stuff that never even makes it that far right that you know just people stuff in the garage that's more like what podcasts are yeah it's it's I don't know the boomer mentality of it it makes me laugh like rogan's not going anywhere and even he even says like if you listen to his podcast, and I listen to it all the time, I don't listen to every episode, but I listen to him at regular intervals. And he's like, I just don't care. You know, I don't, I don't, when I post something on Twitter, I don't read the comments. I just, you know, right. and, you know, there's a lot of people that respect that and he's not going to go anywhere. His following's way too big. 11 million views, listens, downloads, whatever you want to call it per episode. And he does like four to five episodes a week. That's huge, massive. Spotify's not going to let that go because. They know how, how podcasting works. If they just say well, you're done, you're not along on Spotify. You just find somebody else. Somewhere else. And, it and another, yeah, another Odyssey or something like that. Yep, yep. There's a there's a host out there called Rockfin, and a lot of Rogan's buddies, you know, in the comedy scene and stuff. They've all and fighters. They've all like went exclusively to Rockfin, and it's like a Patreon type service. 
you can pick and choose what tiers you want and, and that kind of stuff or you can make it all free yeah and you can be just on patreon or just on rockfin sorry and or you can be you know branch out and have them you know send it out to other podcasting platforms or video it's it's kind of like a video slash podcasting place it's, it's right neat but anywho so try to wrap it up here i think we're getting close to game time and yeah plus i got a, a so. small child that wants to hang out so all right man i think that'll cut it i'll do it for today so all right sounds good all right yep see you later